What up? Welcome back. Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm doing something a little crazy today. I am going off script and just winging this. So let's see how it goes. I think it's going to be fine. I don't know. I overanalyze things. I feel really comfortable just winging things, but when I have to like read something and make it sound natural, I sound like an idiot. So we're gonna. You guys are gonna join me along this journey to to of growth to, to help me not be so weird sounding and so far not so good uh on this intro (laughs) so all right we got a really really great episode here love rob rob is the man down at helton um brian helton obviously owner and uh you know the namesake of the brewery but rob is his dude like he's been with him from day one and rob's just a great guy i love rob so we'll get to that in a second first we just put tap that az hazy double IPA into the tanks again up at Simple Machine. We did 10 barrels, so there's going to be more this time around. Keep an eye out for it. We're going to try to do a release, hopefully, um, Flagstaff, uh, Phoenix, obviously, and then Tucson. So keep an eye out. Make sure you follow Simple Machine. Make sure you follow Tap That Easy. If you haven't already, you can get all the updates. So it's going to be delicious. We're using Sonoran White Wheat from Grain R&D for this one. Really excited to see how that turns out. So Tap that AZ Hazy IPA is coming out soon for around beer week. Um, did a video yesterday with uh, Drinking AZ. If you don't follow them, follow them. It's uh, really interesting. They are, um, it's really just a cool brand. And they're trying to bring more awareness to things like the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild and the, uh, the, the you know, some of the local breweries and just really cool. So check them out, Drinking AZ. We are also still selling the Arizona Beer Book, so go to ArizonaBeerBook.com or pick one up at a local tap room. And the magazine is out for A Taste of AZ. So A Taste of AZ is pretty much tap that AZ, except we're getting into food now. So pretty exciting. And we have a magazine that just came out. It's free. Go to ATasteofAZ.com. You can subscribe for free. It's going to come out every quarter. And uh, we're going to have it around uh, the state as well. Just, you know, a tap room or something like that, restaurants, pick them up and enjoy them but yeah you can subscribe online for free at tasteofaz.com all right let's get into this one actually that didn't go too bad did it hopefully i covered everything i wanted to and looking back on it i did so mental checklist is checked let's get into this episode with rob coat rob is awesome rob tells it how it is he's a great dude who just loves beer and loves arizona beer and just yeah let's tap into rob coat that sounded weird. Rob, sorry if you're listening to that. We're not going to uh, wrap it up, Boltsy. Let's go. Let's get into this one. We never really spoke on how we got to where we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So no. There's, there's been a, a long journey. So. <laughs> long journey? Uh, it still is. But, you're you know, still climbing. Oh, man. We're, we're at the top of the peak. Almost, yeah, so. dude. And you got a you got a weight tied to your legs as you're trying to get up that peak. Feels like it. it's yeah. called a canning machine. <laughs> a canning machine. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's just get, let's let's get into this, Rob. So the yeah. Rob Coat, my yep. I was gonna say my co-host, but you're not my co-host. You're my guest. No, I, I can co-host. <laughs> you co-host. Uh, you interview me as I yeah, interview you. <laughs> Somebody's got to interview you. Yeah. yeah. So, dude, thanks for coming on the show, man. I know uh, we, you've no, been on thanks. a couple times and. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I, I appreciate you. I because you had this idea of like, hey man, you know, like you just said, we haven't really talked about like the whole like the 
the, the whole spectrum of it. And we haven't really talked about the, the growth, what you guys are experiencing. Yeah. So I said, dude, one condition. You got to be on the mic, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, right? I'll, yeah I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Here, here we are, yeah, man. I mean, I'm there every day, so I, I've seen the growth. Yeah. So. Well, well, dude, are you originally, I don't know if I ever asked you this, are you originally from Arizona? No, I've, I've been here for uh, six years now. Okay. So, Where are you from originally? Uh, Indianapolis. Grew okay. up in Chicago. Uh, made it out here six years ago and yeah. Why? Yeah. Why did you come from? Uh, there's family out here, and I've been coming here since uh, 2004. Okay. And kind of seen the potential out here and seeing the growth, and uh, it's always kind of attracted me out here. The weather's great, Dude, uh, obviously, yeah. compared to, to Midwest weather, and uh, just wanted to be a part of something growing. And when I moved out here, yeah, there's a handful of breweries out here, and I knew it was going to blow up at some point. And yeah. You know, when I moved out here, there was, you know, Santan, Four Peaks, BRI was getting started, Goldwater was getting started, you know, and uh, just to watch it explode over the, the past five years has been great. Yeah. And to, to be a part of it is even better. Were you, were you in the beer scene back in Indianapolis? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. you started off as, uh, well, okay, let's go early childhood. Five years old, Rob. What, what did you want to be? <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Uh, a 13-year-old. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's a great answer, man. Uh, I wanted to be 13 when I was five. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, pretty early on, I was I was a chef for a long time. Okay. Um uh, what kind of, of chef? Like, what was your... What fine was, dining. You know, okay. I went to culinary school, worked for Charlie Trotter. A lot of big chefs in Indianapolis that their name probably wouldn't carry over here, but big big for Indiana. And yeah. For the Midwest. And uh, kind of made that transition. A lot of a lot of friends were getting into brewing, um, opening breweries, working at breweries. And it's all the same, you know, just just making oatmeal, basically. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. but learning that balance of flavors, and it, it just made sense to me, and... I uh, started home brewing and fell in love with that, and it just something clicked, and yeah. I was done with restaurants and wanted to brew. And started doing that, moved out here, met Brian, and he's like, "Here you go, <laughs> here's so, the keys, man. Yeah. Here's the keys." So, uh, do you get? Do you have uh, your own little room in the in the brewery too? I know Brian has his. Uh, <laughs> uh, we keep talking, about, hey, Brian. I won't mention it anymore because it's not there anymore. Right? Uh, I, I've taken over the the lab. Okay, uh, that's my office and yeah. kind of my my sanctuary. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> nice, man. Well, so was there something about fine dining that because uh, it's interesting to me it, for me, uh, just because I don't have um, I don't know I've never been really into fine dining. I'm all about yeah. like fucking chili cheese fries and <laughs> yeah, shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, well, they're a lot of. <laughs> I mean, that's what chefs eat after yeah. a shift. You right, know? we're eating cheeseburgers and. Yeah. and, and <laughs> Dirty shit that you shouldn't eat. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. So. Was there anything about the about it that drew you, that, that pushed you away from that into beer, or was it more of the draw of beer was stronger? No, I, you know, I've I've done everything and and fine dining and you know from molecular gastronomy to you know to to sous vide to every all that shit. Yeah, and it's fun, but that's not where my passion was after a while. And okay, uh, you know, I kind of just kept getting more and more into beer and. And brewers telling me, hey, you should come hang out for the day, help us out. And seeing yeah. that and, I don't know, just being in a brewery, is just, it was something new and exciting. And, different yeah. realm, right? A different setting. I mean, look at what we're dealing with. It's I mean. very similar <laughs> in some aspects, but uh, it just excited me. Yeah. And, and I wanted to make that transition, you know, and, you know, a lot less stressful. Sure. 
You know, being yeah. a chef is very stressful. I, and, I, yeah, you know, I can it's, imagine, it's, man. It's very tolling on your on your mental health. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, What's well, it's? I think that that's getting more and more, um, more and more high. I don't want to say highlighted, but um, I don't know the word. But it, it's it is being more aware. People are more aware of like what is going on. Like yeah, in the right. I mean, it was great for gordon ramsay to call somebody a fucking dickhead or something <laughs> but, yeah you know but, but you know at, at the same time when i'm doing that to to employees it, it doesn't make you feel good when you go home yeah you know and then yeah. you go home angry and you got a family and you're you're too tired to to mess with that and, yeah uh, so it, it, i feel like it's kind of a we're in a period where there is probably some much needed change in some some things right yeah. there was there is uh, have you ever met nick butler so Nick Butler sounds familiar. But he had Limelight Brewing that he did with um, Helio. So he he was the the brewer in uh, Binkley's. So okay. Binkley had his own like his own yeah. beer system, and Nick Nick was doing it. So Nick wrote this book called A Year in Waiting, and it was basically his experience uh, a year of being a waiter at a quote unquote fine dining place. Yeah. There was you know oh, yeah. we all knew who it was, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's his it's his perspective, which is really you know he you you get a lot of yeah. that from the chef's side of like you know quote unquote abuse and this yeah and that. The, the aggression the, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen it all, man. I've seen plates thrown at people and <laughs> yeah. salt shakers thrown. And, yeah, that, Those are just the, the tame ones, right? Those are the ones yeah, that you're legally yeah. allowed to talk about, right? <laughs> yeah. But the perspective he had, which was really cool, was Nick was like, you know, I'm not in. This was just me dipping my toes in another industry. Like for the chef and for his GM, that's that's their life. Like that is like their passion. And, and, and you know, that's, you gotta be dedicated to something like that. Right. Yeah. Kind like, of. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But, I just went on but if you see your, you see, when you see you're out, you get out. You yeah. So. And that's what you found. You, you found yeah, beer I as saw that it thing. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So, so you started brewing in Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was started home brewing a fuck man. A long, long time ago. And like I said, you know, friends were opening breweries and I go help and you know, I would, I'd go brew for a day or two here and there and um, opened a tap room in Indianapolis that had a restaurant and we put a pub system in, was brewing there, um, came out here and just, just made the switch. Yeah. Just like, that's it. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. How did you, uh, how did you meet Brian? Uh, through Craigslist actually. Really? Uh, <laughs> uh, he, that's great, I, man. I just, well, you know, I moved out here and obviously needed a job Yeah. and, uh, <laughs> there was, a. An ad for marketing manager of a of a new brewery, and uh, you so just I, saw brewery. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I sent a resume. I had no idea who he was. I didn't fucking care. I just <laughs> saw brewery and yeah. uh, went and met him. And uh, I remember interviewing with him, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this nerd? Like this guy? <laughs> this, what is this?" Yeah. You know? and, like uh, he called me back, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, you'd be good for the brew house." blah 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 he's like i'm about a year out you know just stick with me so i was like all right so when I was a, this was this two, uh, 20, 2004 no this would have been 2004 or 15 oh, 2004. yeah Dude, my like, we're, we're not that old <laughs> jesus um, <laughs> my math is real bad sometimes so, you know i took a i talked to him and stuck with him but took a job at two brothers okay um, and scottsdale um, oh was that that's when they were open at uh at the old like yeah, whatever. Ranch thing. Ranch thing. Yeah. Cadillac Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. So took a job there in the meantime. Um, and then one day he was like, hey, I think we're closer. And, yeah. Uh, so I, I just 
went over there and basically volunteered for a year. Uh, was it just him at this point? Like, so he's open and it was just it, like, well, we weren't even open. Yeah. Okay. I, like he was like, I have the building. Yeah. I was like, cool. I'll come down. And it was like, we have to get the building and we have to build it. We I was like, Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we, we just started, started building, you know, and, uh, Nick, uh, that works at the shop currently was with us too at the time. And so me and him were just doing everything we could to get that place open. And, yeah. You know, uh, so, so was, at the point, so he had, at that point, he'd had like kind of the plan, the game plan, the blueprint. Uh, there was no plan. And, there was just like, we got to get open. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's been a year in the making. We need money. You have it's a vision? A, he had at yeah, least a he vision, had, right? He had the vision. <laughs> the, the vision was there. You know what the problem was, I think, probably? He didn't have the beard. Right, yeah, he was confused. Yeah, like yeah. he was like, know, oh, I'm lost, and he was, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was clean cut, and yeah. I remember the first time we, when I met him. I, I'm sure I tell this story all the time on on the podcast. But uh, my wife, when I actually did an episode with him, which was probably like a year after I first met him, she was like, "Who's that guy? Is that the brewer?" And I'm like, "That's Brian." She's like, "That's not Brian." I'm like, "That's fucking Brian Hilton. That, yeah. is, that is a new and improved Brian Hilton." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that beard is uh, something else, man. And it, well, you've seen you've seen the progression of it. You've seen from no beard yeah. nerd Brian Helton to bearded yeah. nerd Brian Helton, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's still a nerd. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so what? Uh, was there anything about Brian that like kind of drew you in as initially as you guys kind of started working together and and? Well, I mean, we had we had some common friends back in Indianapolis. Uh, okay, um, through which is crazy, right? Because you guys are both from he's from. Like, uh, Terre, Terre Haute, Terre I believe. Haute, yeah. um, but we had friends from Three Floyds Brewing and Sun King Brewing and a couple other breweries. Yeah. And, uh, so mutual friends, and then that just kind of clicked. And you know, just being Midwestern people, and you know, take yeah. take care of each other. I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't know. No, and, that's true but, though, man. You yeah. know, and uh, yeah, we just kind of clicked and started working together, and um, everything worked, man. I, I don't know. I I just kind of believed in the guy. Yeah. You know, and, Believed in the vision of the brewery, still do. Um, yeah, I mean we're we're moving along. Yeah. So you know. Well, well, so you guys you guys get open. Um, I think it was the first anniversary. Uh, I mean that could never happen in COVID times, but that fucking place was packed, man. It was. It, it was, was a, awesome. It was a crazy night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember. I I was like, ah, I should set up a jockey box and serve beer in the brewery. For overflow, yeah. not thinking that it would be anything. I just thought it'd be standing back there drinking beer all night. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think I was busier than the, the 10 bartenders yeah. we had up front because <laughs> everybody wanted to be back there. And, yeah. And, yeah. No, yeah, it was, it was a, a crazy night. And that's when we knew we were like, man, we have something. And yeah. We got to make this work. Yeah. So Why do you think everybody, uh, not to put you on the spot here, but why do you yeah. think everybody uh, latches so much onto Helton as far as like what... what you guys are kind of the precedent, right? I mean, you've got... I don't know, man. I, I, we don't fuck around. I don't, I don't know. Say it, Rob. Say it. We don't fuck <laughs> no, around. we don't fuck around. I mean, we, we kind of play by our own, our own rules, even though we are, you know, with the distributor now um, and have to follow some kind of guidelines. Yeah. We just don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. Like, this is good beer. We're going to make it. You know, I'm not throwing marshmallows in the fucking beer. Yeah. <laughs> shit like that. And was that something you guys connected on early? Because I know that's, Brian, one of the first things we talked both, about. Is- both very purists when it comes to beer. Okay. Um, although he did tell me from day one, no hazies, no sours. Oh, <laughs> shit. And, uh, 
changed his mind when he saw the cells. <laughs> so. that, that number can make a big yeah. difference in your decision. So, but, yeah, I mean, just just the purity of the craft, you know. Yeah. That's what it really came down to, and um, I think we both agreed on that. And Just, I think, people deep down really respect that. And sure. Kind of see through all the the fake shit that's out there or the gimmicky yeah. beers that are out there. And, you know, that, yeah. that keeps us afloat, you know keeps us separated i guess i don't i don't know yeah hey dude keeps you guys rolling that's for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true so uh, so when is the marshmallow beer coming out uh hopefully probably <laughs> in about uh after i quit after I, I don't know two months after i quit <laughs> yeah. uh, so now do you think that that is from your from your fine dining background i mean because that is like the 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 um, quintessential ingredients right as far as uh, not so much i mean i think i can develop a recipe um because i've done so many recipes food wise it kind of carries over knowing okay. your grain knowing your hops you know knowing fermentation and you know able to kind of create i can have a vision and know how to get there yeah and i think that's where it kind of translates pretty well okay so you know how those processes can work in your favor to create what yeah, you want to create you know? Yeah, kind of like the the, the fucking uh, carrot beer that I made, you know. Like, <laughs> the fucking carrot beer. Yeah. I love the way. Even you though I said no gimmicky beers, I did, you know, a carrot sour. Dude, but, how can you say no out, to that one? You know, well, you, you fucking to, nailed that. You one. get to work with some of the best chefs in the state. And, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was interesting, but yeah. we made it work, and it turned out to be, in my opinion, a pretty good sour, and yeah, uh, it was a big big hit big seller we sold out fast and yeah uh, people ask if i'm doing it again probably not no <laughs> we're gonna put uh, cucumber in the next one no <laughs> celery <laughs> celery a bittering Cel- celery done a celery yeah, beer, dude, what a, yeah. it looks like a natural bittering agent right yeah all right my microphone's falling apart here for some reason all right we're gonna pause this for a second all right, so I got my microphone fixed now. Rob was just telling me about how his uh, his son's six months old. Six months. Dude, congratulations, man. Yeah, next week. And he's already trying to walk. Yeah, he's, he's trying to do something. He's yeah. going to fuck shit up, we said. He's, yeah. Yeah. yeah just That's like, what kids do. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. If not, he's not taking enough chances, right? Yeah. Exactly, man. Yeah. Where were we before my microphone broke? Uh, we were talking about Brian Helton's uh, clean-shaven face, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, you guys, he comes to you. We got this plan. Uh, we don't have a plan. We got to get this place open. Yep. What it, What do you guys start doing? Like, what What is the What are the steps that lead up to opening day? You know, we uh, at at first, you know, we had like the the meat and cheese uh, place in there up front, so that yeah. that kind of took care of itself. And it, it was working well, and uh, you know we were more focused on okay, we gotta we'll start with Scotch Ale, we'll get that beer out, and then we'll we'll start putting one out at a time. Scotch was number one. That yeah. was the first. Yeah, okay. That was the first beer. Why? Uh, Why is Scotch Ale was the first one? Uh, that's that's what we were propping our yeast with was was that beer, and uh, so we got that out. We were just like we gotta open the doors. We gotta open the doors with at least one beer. Yeah. Had a bunch of guest taps, and uh, from there just milks out ipa and just kept going kept going and um you know as that progressed you know we just kind of saw a void and, and started experimenting brought saisons in and and other styles of beer and and you know we just wanted 
I don't know, uh, proper word. Uh, we just wanted to keep going and keep people intrigued. And uh, which is which is that's interesting. Intrigued, but not intrigued by marshmallows and this and that. Know, like intrigued by. Well, I mean, four years ago there really wasn't gimmicky beers. <laughs> that's you true. Know? I mean, if yeah. you think about it, you know, pumpkin beer was the gimmicky beer. That's true. Yeah. You know, and and probably about two years ago, that's when you started seeing. Oh, well, let's throw cereal boxes and, and <laughs> cereal boxes yeah. you know, shit like that yeah. you know, which is fine you know that everybody if you want to throw cereal in your beer that's fine yeah i'm not going to drink it but that's fine and that know? and that's not what you guys want to do and that's that's no, just, yeah yeah i mean it's it's too gimmicky for me but not to discredit anybody else. No, it. no. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's great when you for you and Brian to be able to connect on that of uh, connecting on like, hey, what's our approach to beer, yeah. right? Because, dude, if you make fucking good beer, you make fucking good beer. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's marshmallow or just a straight pilsner, yeah. which is, dude, I fucking drink. I'll drink the shit out of that pilsner, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah we're we're flying through pilsner right now. Yeah. You know, but from day one, you know. The ultimate goal was to be a production facility. That building's okay. too big to, to be a brew pub. Sure. So we knew we want to be production brewery. We want to be big. Yeah. You know? And five years ago, uh, it took us some time to get to today. And today, looking at the building, I see in another year that it's too small. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it already is too small. You know, we're, we're outgrowing the 10,000 square foot building that we have. Yeah. So, and, you know, that's, that says a lot in, in five years. You know, Absolutely. With one man. year of it being COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, we've, we've come a long way. Uh, a little faster than what we thought. A little faster than what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> in some aspects over the past few months. Um, but. Which is crazy, right? That's, that's. It is. Yeah. It is. You know, the, the distribution is has helped us stay afloat and, and keep us in business through all of this. Thank God, you know, but, um, yeah, now it's, we're, we're, we're outreaching everything, every goal that Hensley had for us. Yeah. You know, they're, they've tripled on us. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a crazy, crazy thing for us. How do you handle That's the question, right? Because yeah, it, it, we like, just keep buying more equipment, yeah. you know, I have a new canning line coming next week. So um. bigger, bigger, more improved, <laughs> uh, faster canning line. And, you know, and we're bringing in more, more staff in the brew house. And yeah, so, you know, it's time to, to, to switch from pub mentality to, to production. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's a that is a that's a tough one sometimes, right? Because like you want to draw people in, like that's the thing is draw them into. Yeah. Uh, but now you got to have that balance of. Yeah. Well, it's a fine line because it's you know, oh, Helton's not the the local pub anymore. Now they're mm. commercial uh, sellout. You know that shit. That We're I've gonna heard. get into that. We're gonna get you into know? that because I. <laughs> but yeah. it's not. You know, this is yeah. business, and that's what the ultimate goal was was to to get to that plateau to be a Santan to be a Four Peaks you know to be a Huss yeah that's that's what we set out to be you know but still be pure to the craft pure to our beliefs and make good beer so which is a win-win right yeah Uh, you would think so yeah (laughs) you would would hope yeah for sure well because I and and, uh, I said we were going to talk about that because you've been very uh, open about um, 
your support of Four Peaks, right? Of, of oh, yeah. specifically yeah. Four Peaks, where people will say, "Oh, why do you got Four Peaks in this? Why do you do Four Peaks? Why do this?" And you're like, "Dude, nah. you're very open about like." Oh nah, man, if it, yeah, I'll say it every time. You know, if it weren't for those guys, none of us would have jobs. Yeah. You know. Yep. You know, I mean, think about you. There's very few breweries that you can go to in Arizona and not find a brewer or somebody in the brewery that hasn't worked at Four Peaks. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they've opened the doors for so many people, you know, so, and they continue to do that. For sure. So. Absolutely. You know, and Andy and Randy over there, some of the nicest guys that you'll ever meet. And if you were given that check, you would do it too. Fuck yeah. And those guys still work every day. Yeah. You know, like yep. they're not like, oh, I'm going to go out on my yacht. Yeah. You know, those guys are like, well, I'm still going to go to 8th Street and work today. And yeah. Pull a floor shift. You People know? act like they're, like, stepping on babies' heads on yeah. their way to the yacht, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Those guys work hard. They yeah. earned it. And Like you said, that's the goal, right? Yeah. The goal I mean, is to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't open a business hoping to just coast by. No. You hope no. To, to, to succeed. And if succeeding means somebody wants to buy your business, but you can still be a part of it. Yeah. Then go for it. For yeah. sure, dude. There's nothing wrong with that. No. No, nope. and like yeah. you said, the way the way they've paved the road, and and like I find it interesting because for the most part within the industry, people are like, "Fuck yeah, Four Peaks." It's, yeah. It, it more comes from that, like the you know, what we we could go all day. We could have a whole episode about those fuckers, but yeah, <laughs> but not nice, the industry people, the other the yeah. nicest guys in on. the industry, though. I mean, yeah. we, we've taken cans over to them and had them you know do checks on the cans for us. If we ever need anything, we can go over to, to Wilson Street, grab it. You know, those guys are great to us. You know? Yeah. And, and, and not just to us. I mean, to any brewery that wants to go over there and get their, their beers lab tested or, or anything. Yeah. You know? Dude, that's so, huge. That's like the best equipment you could have, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they're there to offer. They were just given that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, they worked hard for it, but they have all that stuff. Yeah. So why not, if they're offering, yeah, yep. take advantage of it. Don't. Don't don't discredit them for for selling to to Budweiser for being you know? successful. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? You know? Exactly. Exactly. So you guys get rolling. Um, then you start to. So I, when did the? So you start off with the Scotch Ale, Milk Stout, and you kind of start releasing. And that's what I always thought was cool too. Was like you when you came into the tap room, it was like all right, I know that those three beers that were on tap before are going to be there. Yep. Oh shit, there's one or two other ones. But you were just wasn't like we're going to fill these up with whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like you were guys were very strategic about. Uh, and it wasn't until recently that it was there was any names to them, right? It was just the Scotch Ale, or yeah, it was just well, the Pilsner. Yeah, yeah, you got to start naming beers. You do, you, know? you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. Half, I, half you, my names get get left out. Uh, <laughs> do you have a list? I do. Let's uh, let's start making those, Rob. Let's let's do a ghost brewing thing. And uh, well, I got a brown on right now. I want to call it Pound Town Brown. But, <laughs> uh, Who I shut that down? That's Everybody. not shut down yet. <laughs> oh, uh, to me, it's Pound Town Brown. But, Pound Town Brown. Yeah. But we'll Can see. you explain that? Well, I think you know what Pound Town is. Because you can pound the beer, right? Ah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah, gotcha. Fucking Rob, sneaky yeah. bastard. <laughs> yeah. So you guys start putting beers out. Uh, when, did the, when did the Pilsner fall into it? Because Pilsner is like a special beer for me. Like, that is. I think, you know, we did Pilsner. Probably three months in, uh, okay. two months in, you know, and uh, 
we knew we wanted to do it. I mean, uh, I think, you know, from Brian's background in Rock Bottom, he knew we had to have a lager. Yeah. And he had a good recipe for Pilsner. And, uh, yeah, it's changed a little over the years. Not too much, but um, we wanted to do a Pilsner. Nobody was really doing lagers at the time no. out here. Well, I mean, some people were. Um, Mario at State 48. Yeah. No, just well, <laughs> Yeah, Mario's a good dude. I like fucking with him. Good guys, man. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, But we just wanted to to get something light out there. It's Arizona. It's hot. You need something light. Yeah. And and yeah, Pilsner kind of just took off. It's its own beast right now. You know, we keep, I keep 60 barrels of it going at all times right now. Holy shit, man. So uh, it's. It's a, it's a monster on its own. Is it one? Is it the top? Is it the the no. top boysenberry? Sour is top selling beer. No shit. And the biggest pain in my ass. <laughs> why? Why is it? Uh, why is just, it a pain? Uh, you yes. know, because um, we still kettle sour. Um, okay. What is what is a what is a kettle sour? Uh, like, so we use uh, bacteria. Well, yogurt. Okay. Uh, yeah. To. You, the lactobacillus in the yogurt, we use that, inoculate that in, into the kettle, let it set at a certain temp for up to three days. So it takes three days before we can actually brew it. Okay. So it ties up the brew house for, for three uh, days. Um, I have, I'm, I'm sneaky and about to change that uh, in a few weeks. The process? Yeah. Okay, so, nice. Um, it'll still be the same beer, but just a little more efficient for us and nice. not tying up the kettle. Um, but it it just it's the top selling beer and it just takes so much time and and it just stops us from from progressing in other beers and, yeah and, and getting more beer into tanks. But. That's that's interesting when when you have a beer like that because I remember Noel from when he told me about twelve about the uh, shit what's the hazy that that they had that they that they still have but he was telling me about it and I'm like dude that's fucking fantastic he's like fucking beer sucks making because it like clogs up a system or, or whatever but it's interesting when you have when it just so happens that your top beer is the biggest pain biggest in the pain. ass <laughs> yeah. yeah but well i mean pilsner's right behind that and as a logger you know it takes takes yeah. a long time yeah so our two but top selling beers <laughs> take the longest <laughs> yeah. and, hurry up take your time uh, distribution doesn't understand that and, yeah and counts don't understand that and, so we're figuring it out. You yeah, know, it's it's still growing pains for us. You know, then this last year with being uh, with distribution, it's it's taught us a lot and definitely uh, keeping us moving faster. Well, let's talk about that the dri- distribution aspect of it, yeah. right? So you guys were just growing as a brew pub. You guys had the food in there. I remember I remember the cheese. The, like that was really cool. That there was the yeah, it was the, awesome. It was know, it was it yeah. was great. You know, but um, financially it was not great. Uh, yeah, you know, we we would do inventory, and you know, I would see, you know, four four to five thousand dollars in meat and cheese, setting in a case, and I have like, you know, a hundred dollars worth of hops. You know, well, yeah, we're not a meat and cheese brewery, for, <laughs> yeah. so we had to kind of switch that out and 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 progress from there. Yeah, but that's been a, a great thing too. Is uh, take your pants off, not not you. I'm talking to Marshall. <laughs> Uh, just just for anybody listening i don't randomly uh, have to rest he, uh, he does take 
Spence. I'm not. No, don't worry about him. Yeah. He doesn't work at uh, Hilton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ah, shit. He took his pants off. God damn it, Marshall. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so you got. You're getting the point. You're you're growing. Uh, the food aspect of it. You always have had really great food. And and yeah. I mean, you know, knowing that not you know that you're a chef and Brian's focus on food has always been yeah. really big too, right? Yeah, we've kind of backed off of that uh, slightly. Um, just because we have to make the transition, we, you know, we're we're a brewery. We're not yeah. not a restaurant. You know, we have some some solid items up there, and and we're just gonna stick with that. You know, we don't have to have an extensive menu. No. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 about the beer. Yeah. Not you know, we're not a come sit down and have five meals and and beers and and all that. Yeah. Know, so. Yep. So so you guys are growing right? You're growing as as this this brew pub. I don't know. What is it? A brew pub? I mean, what do you define? I think originally pub? when we first opened, I yeah. think we could be considered a brew pub. You know? But but now this transition to uh, recently um, uh, going on with Hensley, now, yeah. right? Uh, tell me about that transition of leading. When did you guys start getting? Do they reach out to you? Do the distributors well, reach out to you and say, "Hey, we want to start carrying your beer"? How's that work? It's a long story, but I'll give you the short version. How so, short? How long is the long version? Just uh, the long, long version. <laughs> it's a whole series. Lo- longer than the short version. Yeah. Um, well, you know, about about a year into us being open, um, a guy from Mother Road kept coming down buying beer, taking it back up. I uh, kept making conversations with him and blah blah blah. And then he gave me his card one day. He was like, "Hey, when when you're up, you know, I, I got your beer." I look at the card. It's the owner. It's Michael. Ah. You know, I'm like, oh, shit. I, I've been treating this guy like shit. <laughs> you know, like, I just thought he was like a bartender or something. And he's been picking up kegs. And, you oh, know. so he's picking up kegs of Helton to go take, put yeah, on top. Yeah, yeah. He, he had our uh, milk stout on nitro up there. Okay. And uh, I was like, oh, all right, yeah, cool. You know, and I go up there. And uh, first time, our first year, I did Made in the Shade. Go up there and go to Mother Road. I'm like, man, this place is awesome, man. I've never been here. Yeah. You know, and uh, great beer. And, um, you know, I'm talking to Michael and I see their success. And I'm like, you know, is there any time that you have for me and Brian to come up? You know, we're starting to sell kegs out of the tap room a lot. Uh, we're doing distribution, self-distribution at the time. Um, but we're selling a lot. People are calling us left and right. And I'm like, man, we can't just keep, you know, delivering kegs and going out and hitting accounts and trying to get new accounts. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So I called Michael. I'm like, hey, is there a time that me and Brian can come up? He's like, yeah, yeah, anytime. You know, so we set a date. And, uh, Sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I thought you were <laughs> you talking, need you talking need shit to... about me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah can I get uh, the Goodfellas? Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Thanks, ma'am. So, so, so we go up and uh, talk to Michael about, you know, our next steps as, as a brewery. You know, how, what steps should we take? And I thought it'd be a short 20 minute conversation. We're with Michael all day. He takes us out, shows around Flagstaff and all this. Great, great, great day. Great information. Great resource for us. And we, we come back to Phoenix and Brian's like, oh man, that guy's so cool and blah, blah, blah. It was really nice. You know, first time you guys had both met him. Well, we well, had met him several yeah, yeah. times through the bar, but we <laughs> but didn't like, know who the fuck he was. <laughs> you know? like, well, he doesn't come in and brag and go, oh, I own yeah. Mother Road Brewing. Yeah. You know? He was, he was scoping you guys out. Yeah. He was checking you guys out. So, yeah. you know, we come back, and about a week later, Brian's like, well, 
you did it. I was like, what? He's like, well, you fucked us. It's <laughs> like, what do you mean? He's like, well, Mother Road wants us to make beer for him now. And I was like, oh, what? He's like, yeah, they're, you know, Hensley's taking all the beer. You know, they, they can't keep up. Yeah. They need us to make beer. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, whatever. Didn't, didn't really take it serious. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Take it serious as in you're like, he's just fucking with uh, me? Well, I was just like, all right, um, make one beer. He's like, no, we're making all their beer. I was like, what do you mean we're making all the beer? He's like, well, the three main ones. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, cool, you know, whatever. And then next thing I know, I'm just cranking out Tower, cranking out Lost Highway, or Kolsch. And I'm like, well, we need more tanks. And Michael's like, no problem. I'll have, I'll have three tanks next week you know, for you. Three tanks get delivered. We're just cranking out beer, cranking out beer. Yeah. And they, they go through Hensley as well. And, you know, we got to fill for distribution. And I, I saw it from there. And I'm still trying to keep up with our tap room, our keg cells, two in Hensley. You know, Marshall from Simple Machine was there yeah. for, the, for the duration of that. And he was a huge help as well and saw it. And, uh, you know, just, just kept doing it and doing it. And we knew at that moment, we are like, well, this is what we're going to be, you know. Uh, so you didn't even know that up until that point. It was just like once you got into it, it was like, shit, yeah. we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after our contract and they got their, their new location open, uh, we absorbed the tanks that Michael bought for us and just kept going. And then, you know, we, we still weren't ready for distribution. And Hensley kept knocking on the door and like they were ready. They were ready. And then about a year ago, we finally said, OK, let's try it out. Was it because, sorry to interrupt, but was it because of the way you guys executed on their other clients beer? I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at, at the same time, they saw a demand. They saw that we were taking tap handles at a lot of bars. Ah. Uh, and I think. With your kegs, like that. Yeah. yeah and yep. I think they saw something in the sour, something in the Pilsner. And uh, they started just bugging us and bugging it. Well, not bugging us. I mean, the offering. Um, Bringing you, like, donuts and shit. Like, I hey, wish, Bob. man. <laughs> never brought me anything. <laughs> but, uh, iced you know, coffee? Come on. A, a year ago, you know, we, we said, okay, and we said we could do this growth. And uh, so it's supposed to be, a, I think, a, a 7% growth over the year, course of the year. We're at 80% growth. Yeah. <laughs> Seven? Uh, Seven? We went from 7% growth to 80%. In what time period? Uh, right now, eight months. Yeah, maybe. shit. Or nine months, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're cranking beer out as fast <laughs> as we can. And, Rob and, is, uh, Rob is, how old are you? You're, you're my age, right? You're 42? 43. 43. Yeah. Uh, According uh, to the lady at Sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was 42. She corrected me. Ah, dude, so. I saw that. I think yeah. Bree posted that on yeah, Facebook yeah. that you did not know how old you were yeah, for your whole not. life. Yeah. <laughs> It made me uh, feel even older than 43. So, uh, the lady at Sprouts like, how old are you? I'm 42. Uh, sir, you're 43. Yeah. No shit, fuck. Oh, yeah. you got to carry the one. We got to carry right. yeah. Carry take the, the, take the nine away. Take yeah. the nine away. Uh, well, I was going to say you're 43 years old, but you're stark white because of the last eight months pretty much, right, with your hair? It's, I don't know, <laughs> man. I, I, my hair is... <laughs> I don't know. There, there might be hair under the, the hat. I don't know. I've never seen under the hat. I don't, I don't believe that anything exists under the hat. Like, Just a lot of thoughts. Man. Lots of thoughts, dude. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep them up. Uh, so backtrack a little bit. with When Michael from Mother Road's like, hey, dude, I want you to make the fucking the top beer in the state. 
Yeah. Go. Like, how, what, is there pressure with that of like executing Tower Station and? There was a. We did trials. Okay. Uh, and I would go up every week and take him a couple growlers and be like, ah, not it. Yeah. You know, but we'll call it a one-off. You know, yeah. And like, <laughs> go up again with him and Campbell and and uh, a couple other people, the investors, and we're like, ah, yeah, we like this one. Yeah. So finally it stuck and, you know. But, you know, it, it had to kind of rewrite all their recipes to fit our system. Um, still, you know, tower station, but, um, and Lost Highway and Kolsch. Yeah. But we just had to rewrite them a tad bit, you know. That's interesting. Like, it, it just basically as far as measurements, right? Like, about, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, you know, they have stuff. a 30-barrel system. We have a 10-barrel. Ah, so. okay. Yeah. What about altitude? Does altitude come into play? Only on uh, carbonation. Oh, uh, Okay. How does it come into play with carbonation? Uh, we had to carb it a little lower than what I normally would, mm. according to them. Um, I don't know. I, Interesting. Yeah. I've, I've sent plenty of beer up, carved my level. Doesn't seem to be an issue. I, we should start. You should start a uh, a Phoenix. Would it not sea level? You should start a sea level mother mother road. Yeah. Well, Tower uh, station. Uh, Tucson to, <laughs> to flag. Yeah, taste all the differences. Yeah. yeah. Let me brew on them just to keep it honest, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys decide, hey, we're going to we're going to make this transition, right? I mean, it wasn't wasn't an easy transition to cuz y- you can't always go with just the the girl that asked you out, right? Yeah. You got to no, look we, at all the <laughs> You know, we used uh well, we used Manuel Brothers for for a year. And that was great, man. Those those guys are are fantastic, you know. And very very nimble, right, with what they can do. They're not, they're yeah. not like constrained by these giant like, oh, yeah, distribution yeah. systems. You know, Luke and his team are are just great, and yeah, are definitely helping a lot of smaller breweries um, and larger breweries. I'm sure, you know, those guys deliver all over the state and are just professional as shit, and yeah, and great, and really carried us for a year to get us to the next level, you know, and. Um, yeah, we just we just had to jump on it. The it was time. You yeah. Know, and then as soon as we got into it, we were like, "Oh fuck, we weren't ready." You know. Yeah. <laughs> when did you guys? When when did that? When did that aspect of it start? Like, so when did you guys start with Hensley? I think last February. So we're going on a year. Uh, yeah. Well, so like a month before all the shit hit. Yeah, and think. Yeah, and it. You know, once. Uh, once all that started going on, we were like, oh, fuck, man, this, this is going to suck. Yeah. And Hensley was like, oh, no, you guys are covered. You guys have a canning machine. You guys, well, yeah, that'll be straight cans. You guys are going in all these places. Yeah. So we were like, oh, fuck, we're safe. Shit. So. Yeah. So luckily we made it through, you know, because not having that canning machine probably would have hurt us. Yeah. Uh, you know, we would have had to buy one anyways, you know, but Mobile West is, is pretty booked up. Yeah, um, with with Pueblo Vida and Ren House and Wilderness, you know they're 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 booked. Yeah, yeah. So, so you said, "Fuck it, we're going to do it ourselves." Yeah. So you know, we bought a candy machine over a year ago and uh, had to buy a bigger one and gets delivered next week. Thank God. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So what is the what what would you say now is. Uh, What's what's the vision moving forward for for you guys? I mean, well, let me ask you this, and I hope this isn't like too prying or anything. But do you? Is it you and Brian sit down together strategy strategy sessions? We, yeah, yeah, a uh, little bit of. Yeah, we both have visions, and we just keep talking and talking, and you know, I'm more of the 
uh, I, we could do this now. And Brian's like, yeah, we could, but I'm going to think about it for two yeah. months, <laughs> you know, which, you know, is rightfully so. I mean, it's, it's his business, his money, and yeah. he's got to make the right decision at the right time. You know, sometimes they're, they're soon, sometimes they're too late, but, you know, it's all strategic, you know. For and, sure. You know, we, right now, you know, we, new machines coming in. Uh, so the next next big thing is got to get a new brew system in, you know. And yeah. Keep, keep bringing on staff and, and grow this. Let's start looking for a new building, you know. Have you started? Have you guys started looking for anything? Not yet. No, I yeah. mean, this, this is, you know, five more Helton years away. So. But Helton years, I was going to say, <laughs> Rob, whatever number you say, you know it's going to be shorter yeah. than that. So, so five, that's, that's anywhere between six months and three years from no, now. No, it, 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 it's some time out. I mean, we... Yeah. We'll we'll start absorbing more of the building as we go. Yeah. Uh, before we do anything that big, but you ever see it? You ever see the the tap room completely going away? Uh, yeah, I'd like to. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, tap rooms are, are you know kind of a dying thing right now. Um, well, yeah, absolutely. You know, even even with reopening or, or and COVID being gone, I don't foresee a, a huge wave of oh, let's go back out. Right away. So, sure. you know, I, I would like to take over the front and do a sour program, a proper like a, yeah. sour program up there. Uh, you know, we can cut the tap room in half. That's, you know, that's just me talking shit. But, you know, I like that kind of shit talk, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. You know, but as we, as we grow, I mean, we are a brewery. We're not a, not a brew pub anymore. Yeah. We're not a tap room. Don't need it. Sure. You know, we like bringing people in. We want people to experience everything, see everything. But at the same time, we're a business and, and have to pivot. Sure. You know, and, and keep going. So, Tell me more about this uh, front of the building. I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pick it out front to say, <laughs> yeah. shut the tap room down yeah. for the, like a uh, proper would, sour program. I, w- I would love to, you know. I have you always to, been into that? Uh, you know, probably the past eight years. Okay. Um, yeah. Really, really studying um, bacteria and, and how it affects beer and, and what it can do to beer and you know, we'd like to do do some fooders, proper Solero program, and and just keep going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it, it's hard. I can't do it in the back of the house. It's too hot back there. Uh, oh, so. so you could do it if the temperature was right. If, yeah. Yeah. The, the tap room is the only temperature controlled spot in the building. Oh, that's so, a really yeah. You know, it's a really good point. And, and in the summertime, it's it's 120 in the back. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, not not good for beer. No. Uh, so, but yeah. I, mean, I would like to see that, man. I would. I, I would, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, that actually brought up another question I had previously I forgot. So, with the kettle sour, you say you throw in, you put in yogurt, because that is, a, is that a mild, wild, or like a wild? Well, I mean, or, yogurt has, the yogurt that I use has four different strains of lactobacillus in it. Okay. Okay. So, my, the reason I use it, um, it's clean. It's safe, and it's cheap. Okay. So I yeah. could get a pitch of lactobacillus for $200, or I could go to Fry's and get what I need for $20. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's going down the drain if you have a, <laughs> Literally, it's going to go down the drain, yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're not, you're not reusing it. But I have a few tricks where, where I've learned to, to carry it over. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I'd like to save money, but still put out a, a quality product. Yeah. You know, and that's, 
that's the cheap ass in me, I guess. <laughs> no, uh, dude, that's or, the efficiency or, in the, the or, or the I understand this and can do it. Exactly. So exactly, man. Well, dude, Rob, it's always good talking to you, man. I'm glad yeah, we, we jumped it, on. Man. How do you, if you had to guess, how long do you think this has been? I don't know, man. Five days. <laughs> close, close. Forty-four minutes and thirty-five 44 seconds. Forty-four minutes, Dead. man. Brilliant! It was Still all good. Still haven't seen Marshall without his pants off. Ah, what? So, What's he doing back there? I don't yeah, even see him anymore. Right, what a loser. Probably trying on other pairs of pants. Who knows? <laughs> hey, quick story for you, real quick before we before you end this. This is completely random, but uh, when I was uh, in my early twenties, I, I got a call from a buddy. My buddy used to get real drunk, blackout drunk. Right? He calls me. He's like, "Hey, dude, I'm over on like Main Street. Blah blah blah." house number is this come pick me up i'm like whose house you guys i got i don't know just come pick me up so i go pick him up he's sitting on the front porch just like seven in the morning on a sunday we went to bed like two hours before this right or at least i did and i go and pick him up and as we're driving he's like in the seat and he's like real i'm like dude are you all right man like are you like did somebody fucking slip you something like you seem real fidgety you on yeah, yeah. what are you on man and he's like i don't know man he's like these pants just feel really just not my weird. pants. They weren't his pants. Yeah. He's wearing some, some woman's pants. Oh, yeah. And uh, good for him, man. Yeah. How do you look in them? <laughs> Actually wore them pretty well, man. Well, there yeah, you go. I think he wore so, them for the next few years, yeah. Right. Uh, so uh, anyway, Rob, good <laughs> stuff, man. Always good talking to you. Yeah, thanks, anything, man. Anything else? Anything else you want to share like, what, about Helton? Uh, anything you guys got coming up? Nah, man. Uh, just keep just 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 keep, keep supporting us. And, yeah, you know. Uh, keep making good beer and make it easy to I, support us, man. Yeah, yeah, or support keep, you because you can make some awesome beer, dude. I'm, I'm, thank you. Yeah, but yeah. We're trying. We're we're trying to get it out there, man. Yeah. There's no disrespect to Brian Helton, but uh, I don't think you get enough respect as the the man making that beer back yeah, there. So I don't, I don't care about you that, don't man. you don't. That's what yeah. I love about you, man. I just yeah. want to make beer and go home. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's what I love about you too, man. Is you're just like, dude. I I this is this is what I do, yeah. and I gotta. I ask you what you do to to unwind, and you say spend time with your family, and yeah. that's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, can't do that when you're a chef. For pretty much your whole Man, life, I right? Can't, can't do it so much as a brewer either. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a busy brewer. Yeah. Know, so, yeah. Well, Rob, keep up the good work, man. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Yep.